Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on uh, this second edition of the bonus episode. Uh, this is still the Creative Sheep Podcast. Of course, it's the podcast where we talk to people who are good at what they do to inspire leaders to get better. One of the things we love talking with all of our guests on the show about is how they manage their time and how they stay refreshed. Uh, time management is such a huge part of what we do because you can't manage your time and really it's managing yourself. You're not going to be able to really accomplish much. And of course, as we all know in the church world, God has called us to accomplish great things for Him um, and to steward what He's given us. And one of the things, one of the most valuable things He's given us is our time. And so learning how to steward our time properly, it's why we love to talk to all of our guests about time management. Um, And got to talk with Jason Laird about this, and he had some really great things to say. So I hope you enjoy the conversation with Jason about time management and staying refreshed. So, Jason, one of the things I love talking with all of our guests about is how they manage their time. This is such an integral part of life. Lee Cockrell, the former executive vice president of Walt Disney World, uh, says that if you can manage your time, you can basically do anything. Um, and as we all know, uh, super successful or highly uh, productive people, they don't have a magic magic pill or extra time in the day. Uh, they're clearly doing something that less productive people are not, um, which usually boils down to how they manage their time. And so love talking about how folks manage their time. Um, and with someone like yourself, you're overseeing five campuses. You have 26 staff that report to you. I'm sure there are millions of things every single week that, that are vying for your time. Um, so how do you manage your time to make sure you have time for the right stuff? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, you know, for me, it comes down to a value that we carry here at Gateway Church, and, and it stems from a statement that our senior pastor, Pastor Robert, said once. He, he said, there's no such thing as time management, only time stewardship. And, um, you know, for him, he, he, he teaches our staff that you steward your time the same way you do your money. And that is that you have a name for every dollar uh, in the same way you have a name for every minute, every hour of, of your day. And so you, when you, when you don't have a name for it, when there's not something that it, it's uh, allotted to, then, then you're probably going to end up wasting it in the same way you would, you'd waste your money. Um, and so, so what I try to do is I try to just look at my entire schedule and try to just make sure that I have a name for those time blocks. I do a block schedule. Um, and so it really helps me to stay on track. I'm not a natural, uh, naturally, like I don't have this proclivity to be a great time manager or, or a person that stewards time well. That's not normal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I have to be very intentional about it. My, my uh, assistant that provides support to me. She helps me with it. And so what that looks like for me, I don't know if you want me just to walk, kind of walk through my schedule. but Yeah, I'd love to hear what your week looks like. I hate the mornings <laughs> with a passion. <laughs> uh, but um, but what I found is that you know when when I've when I've had conversations with a lot of spiritual leaders specifically is that they just and even reading the Bible you just see that man it just seems like people that um, or spiritual leaders that are trying to lead people um, that they spend that morning they spend their time uh, in the presence of God and, and, and in the Word of God and trying to just get some a little calm a little peace uh, sustaining word for them for that day but but also for the people that you're responsible to bring oversight to. And so for me, I don't I don't set any meetings. I try not to set any meetings before 10 a.m. Mm. And uh, our, work, our work day starts at 9. But what I like to do is I like to wake up in the morning, kind of have no choice to. My kids, my three-year-old and my five-year-old runs into my room. And so I'm up, I'm up 6.30 and, and rolling by 6.37. And, uh, and I like to take that 7.30 to 9.00 kind of spot to, uh, I have a little, a little office in my house and I like to just go in there and 
read my Bible. I do the E New Hope, the Life Journal version of of, uh, of Bible reading with the scripture reading plan, where you do scripture observation, application prayer. So I mean, I crank on some worship. I love. I'm a coffee freak, so I try. I get coffee rolling on the French press. Have a time of worship, time of prayer, read my Bible, and then I journal, and I uh, that's what I try to do every morning. Try to do my best to do that. Um, and then I, I get to the office at about nine o'clock and uh, I try to take the first 15 minutes to walk around uh, our, our space, our area to just kind of connect with people. And I don't, I don't want to rush off to my computer I, I want, or rush off to doing work. I want to connect with the people that I'm trying to do life with, ministry with. And, uh, I want to be as approachable and accessible as possible. So I try to do that the first 15 minutes. Then I go into my office. And I have some more coffee. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so I do that. That's pretty much my routine every single day uh, for the morning. And then at 10 o'clock, uh, I have on Tuesdays, um, sometimes I'm in a, that we have a pastor's meeting that happens every Tuesday, so I'll try to dip into that. Um, uh, if not, then I'll schedule other meetings, and I'll meet on, um, excuse me, I'll skip Monday. On Mondays, uh, if it's the week I'm preaching, I carve out the entire day on Monday. I don't even go into the office. I just do sermon prep for that Wednesday. Um, so that's only on the Mondays that, I, that I'm preaching that week. Um, on the other Mondays that I'm not preaching, I do I do meetings throughout that Monday. That's when I'll schedule uh, meetings outside of our department, meetings with whoever may be wanting to meet with me. Sometimes it's phone call meetings. Sometimes it's meetings with other pastors in the area and stuff like that. On Tuesdays, um, it's pretty much the same thing every Tuesday. Um, we have monthly, once a month, we have an all-staff meeting. Once a month, we have a... Um, a all department meeting with just our department and then weekly we have uh, a one hour pastor's meeting and uh, so I'm a part of those on Tuesdays and then in addition to that on those Tuesdays we um, once a month I have an executive meeting that will meet for about four hours so as you can see it's kind of it's a routine man there's not much deviation from this block and then there's a couple pockets um, around Tuesday where I'll, I'll have meetings um, with like with inside of our department that are discussing um, the current things that we're working on and working through. And most of those meetings are updates, where they're giving me updates. On Wednesday, um, same type of morning where I don't have any meetings till 10. And then I have uh, updates from certain certain areas of the implementation from the campuses, so areas that relate to groups or events or service production. So those rotate. So one Wednesday, there's a 10 to 11 that's related just to groups. And the next Wednesday, it's just to leaders. The next Wednesday, it's just to production at the campus level. So it's, it's the specific areas that I want to provide oversight to uh, and be um, and know about. It just rotates. So I'm, I'm seeing it every single week. And then, um, and then I usually schedule a lunch with uh, one of our pastors for that Wednesday to just try to connect with them. Then I have uh, my oversight meeting that happens after that with the person that oversees me. Uh, and then I carve out from the rest of the day from three o'clock to about five o'clock uh, or two thirty to five o'clock to read over my notes again for the night. Go home, shower, change, get back to church at six o'clock, walk slow through the crowd for 30 minutes, then go to the green room for 30 minutes and pray and read over my notes, drink more coffee and then let it go. Uh, Wednesday night, I usually have a, uh, uh, after service, I, I call it post hangs. I usually invite one or two guys to come over to my house and we just hang out relationally, just connect, spend a few hours together. 
And then Thursday, um, Thursday morning, I mentor, I always mentor one young, one, one young gun that's not inside of our department, just that's at our church. Uh, and so I do that every morning, uh, on Thursday morning. It's the only one that I do. The only meeting that I have before 10 is though Thursday morning, 9 a.m., one hour mentor meeting. I do that every week. And I think for that, that just helps me to not just be about my ministry and what I'm doing, but really investing in someone else that has no, there's no reciprocity for, for the ministry of what I'm doing. The only reciprocity is, is I, I usually walk away from that conversation feeling like, man, God really used me and that really blessed me to just get to pour into somebody else's life. And so that's important to me. And then, um, and then from that, we have a 10 o'clock recap meeting that happens every Thursday. The recaps are Wednesday night service. Um, after that recap meeting, I uh, take one of my lead team guys to lunch uh, where we just process some stuff. And then I start having my oversight meetings right after that. So then it's just those one-hour oversight meetings like I, I spoke about in the podcast where I meet with each person that I oversee for one hour apiece um, for the rest of the day. And that wraps up my Thursday uh, or that wraps up my week. I'm off every Friday. And then we have church, uh, five services on the weekend, Saturday, uh, two on Saturday night, and then three on Sunday morning. Uh, and because we have Saturday and Sunday, we only do, I hope nobody gets mad at me saying this, pastors only have 26 weekends out of the year that they're responsible to be at church serving. So essentially every other weekend you have off Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, where you wow. can just show up, show up at one of the services with your family, checking your kids no responsibilities. You're just a church family member that comes and receives. Uh, and you can only be out um, two nights out of the week um, doing ministry. Uh, any more than that um, for two consecutive weeks, then your wife or your spouse is supposed to report you to your direct report. Uh, oh my gosh. Because you're doing too much. You're doing too much. And you're not spending time with your family. Uh, and so, and then the other thing is, is you don't work more than, 50 hours a week. You don't, you, the healthy work week, what we say is about 45 hours a week. And, uh, and, and you should not be working more than two weeks that are 50 hours a week. Uh, you shouldn't be working more than that. Um, you know, it's just not sustainable and healthy for you or your family. At least that's what gateway says. And so I know there's some churches that would probably just laugh at that or would think that's crazy, but that's, you know, that's part of the reason why I think gateway church is known throughout um, America as being one of the healthiest churches in America. So that's kind of it. So super regimented. I mean, basically yeah, same thing yeah, every week. Even Yeah, same thing. And then even Friday, like my Friday is pretty much I wake up and the first three hours I sleep in. And so I'll wake up and then just my wife laughs at me because I just move slow. It's like 9 a.m. to noon. I sit in the same spot at the kitchen table reading and uh, studying and just personal study and journaling and things like that drink coffee and then the rest of the day it's just family all day saturday soccer games family all day and so i try to try to we, i did dinner i didn't even talk about my personal time but like after you know after work i usually go to the gym for 45 minutes to an hour and then we eat dinner every night my wife cooks cooks breakfast every morning and cooks dinner every night she's amazing no doubt uh and so we do that. We do family dinner every night. And Thursday night, we have a small group that meets at our house uh, where it's called a dinner party, and we just have people come over to our house. It's not related to our ministry. It's just life. But we invite people to come over, and we grill out. So we'll be doing that tonight. Uh, and then uh, the other thing is, I didn't say this because some people think I'm kind of a nerd. You know, I dropped out of uh, seminary. I was in seminary for years. 
and I just got bored. I was like, man, this really sucks. <laughs> but now I wish I would have finished it because now I, uh, at night, pretty much every night, I did it last night, every night for about an hour and a half, two hours, and everybody gets to bed. From about 10.30 to about midnight, 12.30, I listen to lectures. I'm a nerd. I listen to lectures every night, um, from, ranging from John Stott to Timothy Keller to Dr. James Anderson, Dr. Edmund Clowney, some stuff from Reformed Theological Seminary to... It doesn't matter where it's from, you know. I just listen. I love listening to lectures and studying in that way. So that's kind of my me time. Every night, my wife thinks I'm crazy. She goes, <laughs> my wife's so patient. She goes to bed listening to music. She's trying to fall asleep next to me, and I have my. I don't even put my earphones out. I just play it from my phone, and she's got like some British voice, like John Scott, like teaching on the paradoxes of preaching. <laughs> she's got to go to sleep and that kind of stuff. That's, that's me, man. Every day, every week, that's what it looks like. <laughs> One thing I thought that was fascinating is you you mentioned early on, and I hope I'm I'm saying this correctly, is that you're not naturally bent this way. No, not at all. I'm fly by the seat of the pants and pulse of let's just let's pack up and go to Florida. Like yeah, like just <laughs> really random. As I'm getting older, I'm beginning to find out I'm begin I'm becoming more routine. I think it's because Here's what it was. At first, it was a duty. Uh, now it's become a desire. Yeah. And and I think that as I get older, I w- it will be a delight. And I'll, I will delight in it because I'll, I'll have to look back in the wake of my life and see, have seen the results of stewardship of my time. That um, you when you when you steward properly, you're able to be generous and you're able to be very generous. And I want to be generous towards the things that really matter, like my family, my health, my friendships, my relationships. Not, not just to ministry. I think that in previous generations past, it was sounded very noble to just like, I'm out every night of the week. I travel 45 days out of the year, and it's all for the kingdom. Well, that's great, but your wife hates you, and your kids aren't living for God anymore. <laughs> it sounds noble, but it's not. Right. And what, I've, what, I, what I've just discovered in my short life, my parents were in ministry. Uh, I've, I've, had, I've had lots of people that I've watched, uh, I've observed that... Um, Unfortunate. I'm not jaded towards it, but what I've seen is that there's plenty of senior pastors that have just gone hard in the ministry paint and for 20 years, 30 years, given their life to building the kingdom and neglected their family, and then they burn out and they have moral failure or something, and then the entire thing that they've built their life giving towards, a lot of times abandons them, kicks them to the curb, they're done with them, and now they have no, no relationships with their family because they neglected their family for all that time. And so it's like, I just, I've seen it and I'm like, you know what? I want to give, when I'm doing ministry, I want to give it my best. When I'm, when I'm going to work, I want to give my best. But I, I don't want to, uh, to wear myself in and wear myself out and then give my, my family the rest of me. I felt like God spoke to me one day. I was tired after a ministry event and I was coming home and I was uh, just upstairs and taking a nap. And I was walking up the stairs and I felt like God said, Jason, um, your family gets the best of you. And ministry gets the rest of you. Don't get mm. that backwards. Don't get that backwards. Your family gets the best of you, and ministry gets the rest of you. And too often, I think I've lived my life in previous, you know, previously, uh, and I'm not the best at it, but I thought I'm getting better. But I've lived my life, and I think all of us have, where ministry gets the best of us and family gets the rest of us. And that's just not a place I want to be. And so I just try to, I'm trying to be disciplined in stewarding my time, even though it's not natural, it's necessary. 
So, so good. Uh, so in all of this, I know you said you listen to the lectures at night, but what are some things you do? Because it sounds like you got a pretty busy schedule. You're working six days a week, every other week. And then I realize every other weekend, you've got a three-day weekend. Um, and you, you travel. Uh, I know you travel. You speak other places along with leading the team that you lead. What do you do to make sure you stay refreshed uh, in, a, in addition to some of the things you already mentioned, what are some things you do to stay refreshed to help you avoid that burnout or that moral failure or whatever the case yeah. may be? Spiritually, it's, it's what I do in the mornings every day. There's no, there's no deep secrets, only daily disciplines. And so every morning, that's, that's you know, spiritually how I stay refreshed. Um, emotionally, how I stay refreshed is um, obviously time with my wife and the relationships that matter the most. Um, that just helps me emotionally and relationally. I thought to refresh, spending quality time with them, really being engaged, turning off the phone sometimes and trying to really engage in this moment. Um, and then personally, like hobbies and things like that, you know, this is going to sound funny. People a lot of times don't believe me, but before I moved to Texas, I actually was a hunter. Like I, I bow hunted. I was a bow hunter. <laughs> and, uh, and so... I I, uh, I did that forever, and now when I moved to Dallas, I know I don't have a place to hunt anymore, and so I, I'm having to find a new thing. I did bike riding for a while, and I hated it. Uh, so now, now what I do is I bought a jeep. I take the top off on my jeep. I throw my kids in the back, and we go take rides. Um, sometimes I'll play golf a little bit. I'm horrible at golf, but I play golf a little bit. Um, I like to do. My wife and I like to do yard work, so that refreshes us. Believe it or not. Um, uh, just things like that, man. I like to, we like, we really love to travel. So my wife and I do lots of trips. Now I don't do a lot of ministry trips. I only do 15, uh, ministry dates a year, but I do uh, a lot of trips with my wife. We have one coming up where we'll be in LA for a few days and we'll drive up, to, we'll fly to San Francisco for a few days, go to Napa Valley for a few days. And so I try to do trips like that. And that really refreshes me. Spending time with my wife, my kids and eating food, new experiences. Like we love, love, love. Uh, going to new restaurants and experiencing new moments like that. That really refreshes us. Very cool. Man, thank you so much for, for sharing with us today. I appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely, man. It's my honor.